In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Today is Election Day. There are a handful of races in Berrien, Cass, and Van Buren counties. In Benton Harbor, look for mayor, city commissioner, and a general operating millage on the ballot. In St. Joseph, there are three city commission races. Watervliet has a public school bond. We saw Township Fire Department has a millage. In Van Buren County, there's the race for mayor of South Haven, plus three city council seats. The city commission seats are up in Goebbels and Hartford, as well as a mayoral election in Hartford. Decatur Public Schools is seeking an $8.3 million bond. Goebbels Public Schools is seeking a $27.7 million bond. And Hartford Public Schools is seeking a $22.6 million bond. Lawrence Public Schools is also looking for a bond for $2 million. In Cass County, Election Day is relatively quiet, only the Decatur school bond on some ballots and uncontested local races in Dwajak. Polls close at 8 o'clock. A fatal motorcycle crash last night claimed the life of a 45-year-old Edwardsburg man. The Berrien County Sheriff's Office responded at approximately 9.20 last night to an incident at West US 12 and Red Arrow Highway in New Buffalo Township. An off-duty officer noticed a motorcycle laying on its side next to a parking lot well off the roadway. Responders found a downed rider in a grassy area and immediately started emergency medical treatment, but despite their efforts, the rider was pronounced dead at the scene. The preliminary investigation suggests this was a single vehicle crash at the intersection of US-12 and Red Arrow Highway. The motorcyclist left the roadway and collided with a traffic sign. The investigation continues. Anyone with information is encouraged to contact the Bering County Sheriff's Office. The name of the individual is being withheld pending notification of next of kin. A plan to connect the city of Benton Harbor's water system to St. Joseph during a water plant project in 2025 is on hold as city commissioners seek more information. At their regular Monday meeting, the Benton Harbor commissioners heard from Jason Marquardt of Abon Marsh, who said the local reservoir will need to be drained in the winter of 2025 as part of a broader project. The water for the finished reservoir that supplies all the residents with the clean water coming out of the plant has to be drained so that the inspection and the repairs can be completed. At that time, the water plant will not be able to keep up the demand for the city of Benton Harbor. The proposed plan is to turn on an interconnect with St. Joseph. It also calls for the addition of a station where phosphate can be added to St. Joe's water as it's pumped into Benton Harbor. Marquardt says that's used for lead mitigation. Benton Harbor adds it to the water while St. Joe does not. Mayor Pro Tem Dwayne Seats questioned that. I got major concerns with you telling me that we got rid of all these lead pipes and we're still using the same amount of chemicals on these other pipes. And these other pipes are not even... Mark Watt said the phosphate is still added to Benton Harbor's water due to state rules. Commissioners wanted more information, which Mark Watt did not have at the time. Seeds previously expressed concern at a committee meeting this interconnect could be a pretext for having Benton Harbor's water system being taken over by another community. On Monday, he said this all sounds like baby steps towards something else. Commissioners tabled the project to get more information from Eagle. Michigan Works of Berrien, Cass, and Van Buren counties have been awarded $750,000 grant from the U.S. Department of Justice to help jail inmates re-enter society as they're released. Michigan Works Director of Offender Services Steve Rablick tells us they'll be working with the county jails in both Berrien and Van Buren to make sure those inmates about to be released have the things they need to get back on their feet. 
A lot of times it's the essential stuff. They need clothes for work. They need transportation. They need to find a way to get back and forth to work. They need stable housing. The folks won't have stable housing. They need vital documents such as driver's license, social security card, birth certificates. They also help inmates with things like financial planning. Ray Blake says getting out of jail presents a host of challenges that Michigan Works can help address. This is the second three-year grant Michigan Works has received for reentry services, and Ray Blick says since the program started, recidivism has been down. I think this is a great opportunity for the community to know that we are serving this population and these folks and helping them get back on their feet and you know, hopefully help them become a productive member of society and kind of get on with the rest of their life after uh, hitting these, this bump in the road. The second change grant coming to Michigan Works will allow the agency to create customized reentry plans and conduct case management with each inmate selected. Ray Blank says the goal is to work with 200 inmates in the three years of the grant program. Governor Gretchen Whitmer has declared this Winter Hazards Awareness Week, and Michigan State Police are encouraging everyone to take steps now to protect themselves in winter emergencies. Spokesperson Lauren Thompson tells us a lot of people don't think to take precautions for the upcoming nasty winter weather. Driving around, I think we caution everybody to not be too comfortable and think, oh, we're Michiganders, we drive on the road, I'm a seasoned winter weather driver. And that's why everyone is encouraged to have an emergency kit in their car that includes a flashlight, batteries, blanket, food, water, cell phone charger, a shovel, and a scraper. Thompson says you want to have your car inspected ahead of time and precautions should be taken at home. You want to make sure you are installing weather stripping and caulking. And you're insulating your walls, of course, and doors and windows, and that can help keep the heat in and the cold out. You also want to insulate any water lines that run along any exterior walls. And that will keep the pipes from freezing. Thompson also says carbon monoxide deaths occur most during the winter, often a result of a generator someone didn't keep outside and away from windows. Be sure to have a carbon monoxide detector near every sleeping area. If you already do, check the batteries. You can get more information at michigan.gov slash ready. Feeding America West Michigan has plans to expand into Benton Harbor with a food club. Speaking to Benton Harbor City Commissioners Monday, Group President Ken Estelle said they've been working with the Benton Harbor Community Development Corporation to get started. He said they started looking at coming to Benton Harbor several years ago, but they found the time wasn't right. They found more partners this time, and they found there is a need. If we look at Benton Harbor, a little over 20% food insecurity rate, which is almost double the state's average of about 11%. So we see there's a lot of need in the area, and our mission is to ensure that everyone has access to safe and healthy food. Estelle said the food club is like a membership grocery store where members, for a small fee, use points to purchase food at reduced prices. Looking at the effects of food clubs in other counties, he believes a big difference can be made in Benton Harbor. So we're saying a food club could generate three to 400,000 pounds more food in the community than what we're currently doing, and I would say that is very conservative. The Benton Harbor Community Development Corporation's Ashley Hines said the local group has been working to expand access to healthy foods in the city, and they look forward to working with Feeding America West Michigan. The food would be distributed via pantries, but especially mobile pantries. No word on when the club will launch. And the UAW has revealed what's in its tentative agreement with General Motors. The UAW said the deal includes a 25% wage increase and includes an end to wage tiers. UAW Vice President Mike Booth says this agreement has more wage increases than all the increases from the last 22 years combined. 
The gains in this contract are worth more than four times the last contract. We won a 25% wage increase over the life of our agreement. That includes an immediate 11% wage increase at the ratification, and a 3% wage increase in each of the next three years, and a 5% wage increase at the final year of the contract. To put that in perspective, the 2019 contract had just 6% in wage gains. The UAW says they won back a cost-of-living allowance for both hourly and salary employees. Last Monday, GM and the UAW reached a tentative contract agreement. The deal follows the pattern set with Ford and Stellantis the week before. Those deals are good for four years and eight months. If you're feeling a little groggy this week, well, that's probably because of daylight savings time. Dr. Kimberly Fenn is a professor in the Department of Psychology at MSU's College of Social Science and says the time change has mental and physical effects on most of us. The average American only obtains about six hours of sleep when most people need between seven and nine hours. So this particular time change is generally beneficial to people because it helps them make up for sleep. Other studies have shown that with sleep extension, so with multiple nights of extended sleep, you can boost cognitive performance, athletic performance, and, and even um, physical health like cardiovascular function. Ben says there may be some benefits to this particular time change. And just like nearly everything else these days, it's getting more expensive to carry credit card debt. Rates for credit cards are soaring, with some retail cards charging an eye-watering 33%. The average rate for these store cards is now just a hair under 29%, approaching the 30% threshold that was long considered the do-not-cross line. Kristen Myers, a personal finance expert, tells us more people are getting nailed by these rate hikes as they try to keep up with inflation. A lot of people still have to spend more to get the same amount that they were before. And right now we are seeing credit card debt on the rise. It's actually topped over a trillion dollars. So American consumers are very much being hit by some of these high interest rates. And frankly, the higher these interest rates go, the harder and harder it just becomes if you are someone who is in debt to get out of that debt hole. Myers says people who actually incur these charges, the ones who don't pay their cards off every month, are the ones who can least afford the increased rates. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.